Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're going to switch gears, though. Let's talk some Packers. And joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline from the Locked On Packers podcast, he is one Peter Bukowski. Peter, what's going on, man? What's up? I, I was wondering the same thing about the Nets. I don't I don't understand why they're, they're even bothering to show up at this point, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Just get out of town, get your lottery pick, and move on. <laughs> um, so, Peter, I'm going to pose this question to you because we're going to get into this uh, coming up in the next hour with the listeners. But it's kind of interesting. You know, Matt LaFleur is obviously going into his second season looking to build off of what he was able to accomplish with the 13 wins, getting to the NFC Championship game. But then also you look down in Dallas, and Mike McCarthy is going into that situation down there, and that Cowboys team there's a lot of talent there, and they are supposed to win. So my question to you is this. Who do you think has more pressure to succeed in 2020? And again, i got to put a disclaimer and say, assuming we get through this season. But who do you think has more pressure to succeed, Matt LaFleur or Mike McCarthy? Well, I think the default answer is always the coach in Dallas. And, and that's just by the, the nature of the, the situation down there with Jerry Jones and the pressure to win. They are um, allegedly America's team, right? I think Packer fans certainly have a different feeling about that. But when you, when you look at when, when Matt LaFleur got to Green Bay and, and the, the really disappointing way that things ended with Mike McCarthy, and I know that, that not every fan was, was big into McCarthy by the time that, that he left, I, I felt like it was time for him to, to move on to a different situation. I think he'll be successful in Dallas. But for, for Matt LaFleur to come in, change the culture of the way that he did, and I mean, to a man in that locker room, they talk about the impact that he's had um, on that culture and allowing guys to be themselves and, and what a big impact that's had on the team. For them to then go 13-3 and and, and be a game away from the Super Bowl, that builds a lot of equity, not only in your locker room, but with fans and the front office. If we're talking about front office pressure, fan pressure, it has to be the Cowboys because Mike McCarthy is being brought in to elevate a team that everyone thought was going to be a Super Bowl contender last year and wasn't to be a Super Bowl contender. Meanwhile, Matt LaFleur is once again the coach of a team that it seems like no one thinks is that good. This was the worst 13-3 and team ever last year, remember. Right. Uh, and, so, and all of these lists coming out with Packer players not on it, the Packers are flying a little bit under the radar for a 13-3 and team. Meanwhile, the Cowboys... You look at the, the the betting markets, they they have the Cowboys with better chances to win the NFC than the Packers. So 
it has to be Mike McCarthy for me. Let's stick with McCarthy for a second. Um, obviously, they brought back uh, Kellen Moore to run the offense last year, and the offense did have a lot of success. But are you surprised that McCarthy's not calling the plays down there? I'm not, only because um, I think the time off that that he took allowed him to realize that sometimes the best way for you to coach is to not have to do everything. And he tried this once before, and and the 2014 debacle at the end of the NFC Championship game in Seattle, um, I think that was a turning point for him when he felt like, hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be the best head coach that I can be, maybe I need to offload some of this onto someone else. And then you know, 2015 didn't go the way that anyone thought it would. Jordy Nelson gets hurt, and really a confluence of, of factors. Um, really led to him getting the the, uh, the play-calling duties back under his purview. I think if Jordy Nelson doesn't get hurt, he he relinquishes those for good, at least in Green Bay, because the Packers' offense could have continued to, to flourish in a way that it hadn't. Um, Kellen Moore is a really good young coach, and uh, though, though I think you know Mike McCarthy is someone who wants to be in charge, he, I think he seems to be relishing the fact that there's a little bit less pressure on him to say everything and do everything because Jerry Jones is going to be doing a lot of that. Mike McCarthy in Green Bay had to answer for a lot of Ted Thompson's moves, both actions and inactions. And in Dallas, you know, the buck doesn't just stop with McCarthy. It stops with Jerry Jones. And in some ways that, that does relieve a little bit of pressure off him versus what he had in Green Bay, just in terms of the internal pressure that he feels. Talking with Peter Bukowski of the Locked On Packers podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Uh, let's go over to Aaron Jones because, and really Kenny Clark for that matter. You know, you saw Chris Jones with the Chiefs. He gets this extension. You see Derrick Henry with the Titans. He gets his extension. And actually, it was a pretty team-friendly deal if you ask me for the Titans. Um, but how do you see this playing out here? Because the Packers are going to have to make some tough decisions here. Aaron Jones. Kenny Clark, David Bakhtiari, Corey Lindsley. I mean, all these dudes are up for contracts. I, I just, you, you're not going to be able to keep them all, Peter. You're not. And certainly with the way that the, the season looks right now, um, we're not going to have full fans in stadiums, so that's going to impact revenue. So what does that do to the salary cap? Right. The NFLPA is, is suggesting to keep the, the number flat for 2021. If we get a new media rights deal in 2022, maybe that can offset potential losses. Um, you know, and, and but that all has impact in how the Packers look at their future here. What's interesting and, and is something that I don't think has been discussed enough when it comes to these contract extensions and how they might be structured. Aaron Rodgers' deal could come off the books as soon as 2021, and they could eat the 30 plus million in at a year from now and save it's something like five million dollars on the cap that year, but eat everything up front. No dead money past that season, and then have a lot of room with their flexibility and their spending. So, if you look at the way that Zadarius Smith, Adrian Amos, all the, the free agents from a year ago, the way their contracts were structured, they had very low upfront costs. Yeah. Their year one numbers were really low, but then they balloon and they they balloon even further in years three and years four. The Packers could structure a lot of these deals that way, knowing that in a year or at least two. Aaron Rodgers could come off the books and provide them with a lot more cap flexibility. In, in some ways, the Packers need to know or have at least some idea, a preference of, of paths forward to say, if we, if we go forward this way and Aaron Rodgers is not on the team at this time, 
these are the ways that we can prioritize these contracts. They have to be thinking that way if they want to if they want to keep this roster as intact as possible. Okay, pick one. If you had to sign one to a long term deal between those four, who would it be? Um, what is those? Give me the four: Clark, Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Corey Lindsley. All right, don't forget Devontae Adams is up soon too, so that makes it <laughs> even more complicated. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it's Bakhtiari because when Jordan Love does take over, you have to be able to protect him. No question, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, Kenny Clark is younger. He's a more unique player in terms of his ability to be an interior disruptor. There are only like five interior defenders in the whole league who matter. I mean, who actually matter, and Kenny Clark is one of them. Um, but if the difference is you know, 18, 19 million versus, you know, Devontae Adams may cost 12. Aaron Jones might cost nine for, for 21 million. I can get, I guess Devontae probably needs to get a little bit more than that, but for, for 25 million, I get Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, or I get Kenny Clark and 5 million of cap space. I'm, I'm taking the impact players. I'm taking the position players. So it's going to be trade-offs. It's going to be, okay, these three guys at the expense of these two guys or something like that. Because, as you said, they, they really just can't afford to keep everyone unless they do the seemingly unthinkable, and that's move on from Aaron Rodgers a year from now. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out, Peter. Um, another guy, and, and you mentioned this earlier, when it comes to players not getting enough respect, uh, Zadarius Smith is, is another guy that just doesn't seem to be getting enough respect. I'm seeing these rankings that are constantly coming out when it comes to edge rushers, and Zadarius Smith isn't even cracking the top ten. Is there a legitimate gripe there, or are there just that many really good edge rushers in the league right now? Well, there are a lot of really good edge rushers, but it's a legitimate gripe. I mean, Zedaria Smith last season, you can say it was a one-year, you know, a one-year wonder type deal, but then why is Nick Bosa on these lists? The guy was a rookie. And yeah, he was really good last year, but so was Zedaria Smith. Led the league in pressures, led the league in pressure rate, and was one of the most double-teamed players in football, according to ESPN. So, the, what he was able to do, the impact that he had, he was also number one in sack creation for others, another ESPN advanced stat. So he made life easier for guys like Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, um, Kyler Fackrell, and Rashawn Gary. That matters too. Uh, Pro Football Focus had had pass rush win rate numbers going back to 2017. So Darius Smith was top five on that list, and that is as a part-time player in Baltimore as well. I mean, this was a guy who – if you took his numbers when he was on the field in Baltimore, he was really, really productive. And if you extrapolate them out, it's basically what he is now, just, just with more snaps. It's rare that players are able to do that, guys that are part-time players that become full-time players and remain just as efficient. But not only has he remained just as efficient, he's gotten better. There aren't, there aren't five better edge rushers in football than Zadarius Smith right now today. And I think, you know, Khalil Mack, obviously Nick Bosa over the next five years. After that, it starts to be a conversation about, about you know, where this guy belongs. And he's still only 27. Yes. That's the other thing is he's still young. And, and the same with Preston Smith. So I don't understand why he doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Um, but maybe another season and maybe a little bit of a jump from this defense, which if they stay healthy, they can take. And, and he starts to get the recognition that, that he deserves. Peter, I would ask you more Packers questions, but we're coming up against the break, and I promised you that I would get you involved in the late bloomer <laughs> TV shows. And and so what I mean by that, because we're going to talk about this on the other side, um, 
Is there a particular TV show that's been on for a long period of time and you just decided to start it now? Well, can I cheat a little bit? My wife had never seen Parks and Rec. Okay. And so I had I had seen it, but we just we just started it again. Um, we just had a baby in May, and so we've we've had a lot of uh, time just sitting on the couch. And so she had never seen it. We watched it, and uh, it it's still just as good. The middle seasons are still so good. The, the beginning seasons are as bad as I remembered, but the, the new seasons are still are still so so good. We she she was the same thing with the wire. We had just started we watched oh. the wire with her. So I'm gonna borrow her her answers. Um, but yeah, th- those, those shows are still really, really good. Yeah. I literally rewatched the wire with my fiance. She had never seen it and it took her a couple of seasons to really get it. And then she locked in in three and four. I mean, three and four, I think are the best seasons on the wire, but again, that's all subject for debate. Peter Bukowski locked on Packers podcast. That's where you can check him out on Twitter as well. Peter underscore Bukowski. Peter, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, Joe. And season two of The Wire, underrated season. Very underrated, especially watching it a second time. I totally agree with you. Peter, thanks, man. We'll talk soon. All right, thanks, Joe. All right, and Peter joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. They work hard, you work hard. They treat you fair for 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.